Hey, what's up? This is Joey Allen from Warrant, and you are on the road to rock. Turn it up. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint, and for you to allow me to do it with you. God bless you. God bless the heartland. God bless America. You are now on the road to rock. It's not just a podcast. It's an unabashed celebration of rock's living legends. And now, please welcome your host, the master of your rock and roll road trip, leading you down the highway to hell, Clint Schweitzer. It is an invasion of the new wave of Swedish sleaze, and this week we're going to be talking to none other than drummer from Crazy Licks, the original drummer, one of only two original members left in the band, Joel Serrera. He's going to be joining us to talk about the band's latest release, Street Lethal, which is a tremendous album. I gave it a 9.5. On my album review, which I did recently for the website, roadtorockpodcast.com, you can check out the article I did there on the review, and please check out the album. There's two tremendous videos, one for a song called Anthem for America, and one for an equally scintillating track, Rise Above. The album itself is absolutely a modern, melodic, hard rock masterpiece, throwing it back to the 80s, crazy licks, and bands of their ilk from Sweden. No one does it quite like them. We're going to be talking to Joel, one of the only members to we've never had on. We've had Danny Rexon, the singer, Jens Lundgren, Jen Soholm. Uh, so it's going to be great to talk with Joel. Guys, if you want to see the video of this interview, it's on our YouTube channel, Starcade Media. That is the media umbrella to which everything we do is under. So I certainly hope each and every one of you had a tremendous Thanksgiving holiday weekend. That's one of my favorite weekends of the year. You know, Christmas is great, but you're always in that really cold time period of December. It's winter. I don't know. There's a lot of pressure and and gifts. And did you get the right thing for the right person? For me, I will take Thanksgiving any day. You have the whole weekend. You've got football games on from Thursday all the way through the entire weekend. And so it's just tremendous. So this podcast comes a little late. And because of that, we're going to be doing two shows this week. So not only do we have this coming up later in the week, we're going to be having uh, Dave Roach from Junkyard on the show. So a very productive ending to uh, the 2021 uh, calendar here as we look forward to 2022. And you know, by now, guys, you usually start to see a lot of tours start to get announced because they want to get them up for Christmas. You're not seeing that this year. You've got a couple slated for the spring. The big one, of course, Journey and Billy Idol and Toto. Uh, those tickets are on sale. But as far as large scale tours, you know, you've got the Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison Stadium Tour. I guess it's going to happen. They've had my money for the last three years, so I certainly hope it does. But take a band like Crazy Licks. So I, I have championed this band since I found them about 10 years ago. The production of their albums, the musicianship, it has all gotten better throughout their career. They've been at this for almost 20 years now. But this new album, Street Lethal, it is, to me, their best work. And this genesis for the second version of the band started really in 2017 with the album Rough Justice, which is just awesome. They followed that up with 2019's Forever Wild, which I thought at that point was the hard rock, you know, the melodic hard rock album of the decade. I mean, it was tremendous. It was straight up something like a marriage between just Def Leppard and Danger Danger and Trickster. It just had everything. The big choruses, the the, the, the guitar work is outstanding. The songwriting's impeccable for that time. I mean, it really throws you back to the 80s. The, the lyrics certainly do that. Street Lethal, guys, could be the soundtrack to 
a Van Damme movie. It has that 80s martial arts training montage vibe to it, and it is awesome. So pick up Street Lethal. Go to their website, crazyelix.com, where you can uh, follow them on, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and check out that new album. Please get it. It's on Frontiers Records. It is Street Lethal, and it is... Well, it's the album of the year. I mean, it came out in uh, just a few weeks ago here in uh, early November. And to me, close the door. It is the hard rock album of 2021. And it's going to be hard to find something that tops it next year because it is outstanding. So without further ado, we want to go ahead and go to our interview. And thank you to Joel Serrera for staying up. He's in Sweden, Malmo, Sweden, seven hours ahead of me here in the Midwest. So Thank you for Joel for doing this. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll catch you later in the week with our second episode of the week, which will be with Dave Roach, the singer from Junkyard. Thank you so much for being on the road to rock. It is such a pleasure to have you, man, joining us all the way from Sweden, a place I've always wanted to visit, by the way. You Have you... You've got, you guys have been to America just a, a couple times. How many times have you been to America in your life? Uh, with the band or in, just or in general? In uh, I, I've actually been quite a couple of times. I've been like four times with my family. Oh, awesome. Where'd you go? Yeah. Uh, Bradenton in Florida. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that's funny. I spent, spent some time there. So uh, I'm a big Chiefs fan, the, you know, NFL team, the Chiefs. I'm in Kansas City. And I uh, the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl last year. So I have some bad memories. We stayed near Bradenton, Florida, and went to the game, and the Chiefs, of course, lost to the Buccaneers. So I have some I have some bad memories now of that place. But my goodness, I, I and we're you know we we I've talked to so many you know I've had I think I've had every Crazy Looks band member on except maybe Chrissy, and the question's always the same, and that's what is when do we get a full fledged U.S. tour? And I know Joel that it's so hard to to make that work and. We just can hope it happens some at some point, right? The problem is that it's uh, extremely expensive to bring a European band to the U.S. I mean, just the visas for five people is three thousand dollars, and that's yeah. just the visas. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and then you have flight, airfare, and so on and so on. And so, and it's it's hard for us. I mean, I mean we do want to go out and tour. But we have never been the band that goes out for two, three weeks run because it doesn't work for us. Um, I mean, we all have families. We all uh, we all have uh, jobs as well. I mean, we're not doing this for a living yet. Uh, I don't really have that much hope for it after 20 years to start living off of this. But I mean, to go, come out and play every once in a while and especially come to the U.S. because I don't know Dan, if Danny said it was uh, the second highest uh, listener audience we have was in the U.S. or it was the largest. I'm not sure. I think you guys were the second largest. And you guys are the hardest ones to go to get to. <laughs> right. And, I mean, you, you do have the Monsters of Rock cruise coming up, which gets you kind of in front of that American audience. And it goes from, I think, out of Florida this year. And that's going to be tremendous. And you guys have had a couple shows. You did your uh, album release party a few weeks ago. How, how have the live shows been getting back to it i think it had been what like 18 20 months since you guys had had, had played a show two years yeah more or Man. less unbelievable <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was it was good actually i mean uh, playing in our hometown um well, hometown hometown i mean three of the five of us lived lived in malmo now only danny lives in malmo still 
But uh, no, for being a hometown gig, it was good. And the first time we played in two years, it was it was beyond expectations. I mean, last time we had a release party in Malmo, we had a lot of technical difficulties with uh, our in-ear system. So <laughs> it was kind of a disaster, more or less. Uh, but um, we did that gig, and then we went to Finland uh, the week after. And that one was actually cooler because we actually sold out the, the that show. And it was like 400 Finnish people um, go singing along. Uh, I mean, we were supposed to play there three years ago, but uh, it got uh, delayed and uh, moved forward because different reasons. Then Corona came and yeah, <laughs> we didn't really have any hopes for it. But uh, it seemed like uh, expectations were high in Finland because we pre-sailed. I don't, I don't remember, but a lot of tickets. And so in the, in the in the final stages, it was like, yeah, we have to open up for like 50 people more because you guys have sold out. So that was a good thing. That's a good sign. And I think that it's it's a, it's a crime. It's a tragedy that that this band, especially in America, hasn't gone to, to bigger heights because I think this music, you guys have just continuously, the, the bar has been raised. You think back to kind of what I refer to as the, the new kind of, start over the 2.0 of of crazy licks which was uh around the rough justice time you guys brought in some new members mm -hmm. and kind of pressed the reset button the production has just continued to get better leading us to street lethal which to me i didn't think it was going to be really possible to top forever wild but i think you guys have done it on street lethal to me every album you guys do has a theme if Rough justice was the ultimate driving around at night racing your car album mm -hmm. forever wild was the ultimate summer album this is the ultimate soundtrack to Kickboxer starring Jean-Claude Van Damme album. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, it's, you're, 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 you hit the button. Exactly. That, well, that was the point. I mean, Rough Justice was a little bit different because, because um, after Chris and Jens joined the band, we uh, uh, Danny got an offer from uh, those guys who made the uh, Friday the 13th game. Right. To, uh, he, they were, he was asked to, okay, can't you make some, a couple of songs for the game? And this was before it hit the, the heights that it did. I mean, it was just a crowdfunding thing to go to at first. But uh, then after we submitted the songs, uh, it, all, it all blew up. But those three songs, since they were very much in the Jason spirit, so to speak, we had kind of like a theme going, okay, but maybe we should do like a little bit darker album. And then, as you said, driving yeah. at night and... Uh, <laughs> listening to old 80s hard rock. I mean, it, uh, we have suddenly had a theme and we haven't had a theme before. The only theme we had was for New Religion that the only thing we, we thought about was the songs should be arena fit. Yeah. So you can play it in an arena then it would still sound good. Because um, if you, you know, if, you, <laughs> if you're a cannibal corpse, you can't really go to an arena and play that loud, that fast music without those kinds of speakers because you won't hear anything in reality. But, um, and then, then the other albums were not that themed. It was very, not divided, but it was kind of moving away from the thing that we did in New Religion. And maybe that was a mistake. I'm not sure. I mean, it's easy to say it now, but considering that Rough Justice and Street Lethal and for a while have these themes, and it's not a theme that goes through the whole albums, but there's right. usually at least two, three songs that represent more or less the album cover. 
yes and that's very noted on this album which i you know i gave it a 9.5 out of 10 in the review i did for our website uh, starcademedia.com because i think this <laughs> I, I i called 2019's forever wild the the album you know the, the the melodic hard rock album of the decade we got a new decade now so i guess street lethal's the hard rock album of this decade i can't be a bigger fan of what you guys have done i think this album is is tremendous in every way take a song like visions in the night which is uh kind of an exploration for you guys it's over seven minutes long kind of more plotting mm. like an iron maiden song yeah that to what do you attribute the, the the i mean the production value that to me is what stands out the most the production of these songs what how, how did you bring in somebody that you from the outside how did the production of albums like street lethal get so perfect it's like as if mutt lang produced it this album almost um no the only difference was that we had a different mixer yeah uh, we used um tobias lundell who has been worked and who's worked with europe and heat and mustache and a lot of bands many of the large bands in swing he's been he's been mixing and mastering those bands a lot and uh, we have been using uh, chris laney for almost every album uh, more or less and uh, we wanted to try something new, see what happens if we kind of use a different approach to the mixing. But when it comes to producing, uh, Danny has been the producer for the last three albums. So we haven't had anybody coming in from the outside that goes, well, change this and play that or do something different. It's just Danny has a vision more or less. We talk about it in, in, the, in group sessions. And I mean, um, we don't... I mean, we get, we can have input. I mean, for instance, Peep in the Night is uh, Chris's song. Mm. Uh, for Interesting. Instance. Yeah. 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 But uh, most, and this album actually has the most outside collaborations that we've ever done. Uh, I think that on Forever Wild, it was like one song. And uh, on Rough Justice, we, I think it was maybe one or two songs that Danny worked with other people for to make the album. But, um, for this album, at least two songs are Chris's, and I think at least two songs are or at least a collaboration with Danny and some other some other music producer. Because um, we're not the band that sits down in a rehearsal room and somebody comes with a riff and goes, hey, I have this riff, and you start jamming five hours, and later on you have a song. <laughs> I mean, we have gone way past that. That's not a work ethic that works with us. It's more or less that everybody except me, since I can't write these kinds of songs, uh, writes material, sends it to each other. We take a listen. If there's something that we find would work with the theme of the album or work in general, we have a discussion and sometimes Danny changes some, some things on the this, on this song, but sometimes he doesn't. Um, so that's the way we work. And that's been working out pretty nice. <laughs> It, 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 certainly so and that's very interesting insight there and as i look at the b history of the band i mean you and danny have been around since the beginning you're you're the two original members that are left i'm sure this has been an unbelievable journey and and, and something that's been filled with you know ups and downs and how, what, what does it say about the kind of relationship between you and danny that you guys have kind of stood through this whole thing and and seen this through because a lot of bands would have not made it. They just wouldn't have made it through all this. The funny thing is that we actually played before even the, the Crazy Licks. Ah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I've played with Danny since I was 18. 
wow. which is uh, 23 years now. So <laughs> uh, we, we, we first started out with, uh, and Vic, I've actually played even longer. Uh, Vic and I met when I was 17 and started playing together, uh, just jamming Metallica songs back then uh, for a mutual friend. And we met Danny a year later through um, another mutual friend. And we had this very obscure metal band which had influences from all over. Back then, Danny was very much into power metal things. Uh, I, I was and still am pretty much a death metal freak. And uh, Vic was, uh, <laughs> he was into this uh, Pantera-ish groove thing. So you can imagine how that sounded. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty yeah. good, but it took like two years to make three songs. <laughs> so <laughs> it was kind of hard to like meet in the middle of what, what, he, what he wanted to do. But uh, after a couple of years, uh, Daniel said, no, nah, I, I want to do something just to pay an homage to the 80s rock that he was brought up on, like Skiro and Def Leppard and stuff that he liked in the 80s and the 90s. Um, so that's how that started. But I mean, for us... Knowing each other for 23 years, I mean, you take a lot of time off from each other when you're not touring or rehearsing a, or recording an album. I think that's pretty much, and I think that's actually quite standard for most bands. I mean, you're up on each other a long time, especially on tours. I mean, it's very, very seldom you have time for yourself. Sure. And uh, there's you're always around somebody. It's, I mean, it's just like one time out of a hundred, you get a single room for a hotel so you can have time for yourself. But I mean, at the same time, we have a close bond, all of us. I mean, we're five people in the band that somehow got together and kind of find a mutual friendship and a mutual respect. And I mean, even now, I mean, Jensen, Chris has been in the band since 2016 and it's five yep. years now. And we still hang out. I mean, we we don't hang out so much in private, but whenever we're out, I mean, we're in Japan, we were there for a week, even though we just did two gigs, and we were there three days before we started doing promotion and before we started playing. And we were together, all of us, more or less the whole time, going out, watch sightseeing, eating food together, talking and stuff like that. Oh, that, that's, it's so cool to hear that. And I think, that the, like I mentioned earlier, the band really, it got a restart in 2016 when they joined and um, it doesn't hurt that all of you are so good looking. I mean, what is it about Swedes in general? I mean, every band, every person, I, I swear crash diet came over here for a tour in like 2012. Everybody that worked on their crew, the girl selling shirts, it was just like, what is this? I, I don't, I, I, I need to spend some more time in Sweden, Joel. I got to get there. Where bulletproof vest. Oh no. <laughs> that no, that's here, Joel. That's here in America. You got to do that now. Uh, uh, we have a lot of that in Sweden as well. Really, uh, especially around Malmo and Stockholm. It's not. It's not as large. Of, of course, that's. I mean, the US have three hundred million people. We have ten. So right. But uh, we do have a lot of shit here going on here as well. But what? I imagine that's standard for every country now nowadays. Well, I get this vision of Sweden. You can't ruin it for me because I'm picturing these just like soft rolling hills and people just sort of all like, have you ever seen the movie Midsummer? I picture that minus the like, you know, senseless murder of, of Americans. <laughs> it's kind of like more Midsummer now. Right? Then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> well, I just canceled my trip. Okay. So no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Sweden, uh, Sweden awesome. is cool. I mean, I mean, if you like Sweden and you want to, I mean, like a good experience of Sweden and, a general thing you should 
definitely go to a Sweden Rock Festival. Yeah. It's yes. a very, very, I mean, it's very, it's, it feels very family oriented. If you if you can yeah. get what I, what I mean, I, I mean everyone who works there and uh, the crew and uh, sound guys and the people there, very friendly. I, I've actually I've been there a couple of times. I'm I'm not too fond of a lot of people around me, so you should don't go to festivals unless I'm playing. But the few times I've been there and play there, I can't say I've seen a single fight wow. ever. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. and that that's a bucket list one for sure. There's and that's kind of leads me into this. There's so many wonderful uh Swedish bands, and there are a lot of them are on your label. Uh Eclipse just released their album. They are tremendous. Uh I, on your YouTube channel, I saw you covered uh, a heat song. Which one was which heat song did you cover on your on your YouTube channel? Was it Living uh, on the Run? I think it was um Liv Living on the Run. Was it wasn't it? all about tonight. It was um I know. I just watched this like two days ago. Um, <laughs> I love Heat is awesome. They're, they've got yeah. uh, their old singer back, and then Eric Gronwall is doing his new uh, power metal project, which is yeah. really interesting. Not quite death metal enough for you. We got to find you an outlet for that. But what does it say about? <laughs> I do enjoy other kinds of music yeah, as well, I, but I used to be a very much death metal freak. Uh, I, since I'm a drummer, and usually the drummers in death metal bands are fantastic. So oh, growing up, it was like, oh, listen to this. <laughs> it, it's it's very true. I was always a fan of that kind of style. And I'll tell you who did it really well. And, you know, Motorhead's not a death metal band, but Mickey D front when it, and, and a Motorhead uh, is, is tremendous. That double kick drum, Dave Lombardo, you know, from Slayer. Mm. Those ones. Just One of my like, favorite drummers. Yeah, absolutely. And But, you know. Regardless of that, there's so many bands coming out out of Sweden and that are that are making music that Americans love, loved in the '80s certainly. That it's just a melodic style. What is it? What's going on there? To where that this music is so prevalent? Why why has that happened? Do you think it's hard to say? I mean, when we started out, there was, I mean, we didn't know that anybody was doing the same thing we were. I mean, as I said before. Danny just wanted to pay an homage to the 80s and 90s rock that he enjoyed when he was younger. And sure. after one or two years, we kind of got, got in touch with bands like Crash Diet. And um, we played with uh, the Heat guys before they were Heat. Uh, we played in a very small club in Stockholm when uh, it was three other members in Heat that played in another band. I uh, can't remember the name right now. But even then, you could see that those three guys was, were really fantastic musicians and very young as well. And then uh, afterwards, shortly after that, Trading Fate was their name. Um, after right. that, uh, a couple of months later, they got together with uh, Jonah and um, I can't remember the guitar's name. I'm, I'm, I'm terrible with names. Yeah. But uh, the guitar's name, they started, they formed Heat. And then we heard the demo that they did before they got signed. And even then, you could hear the quality of that band. Yeah. And Eclipse, I've known the drummer quite some time. Uh, we actually met on tour in England when he was playing with another band called Fatal Smile. Oh, yeah. And uh, then we saw Eclipse because uh, I saw them before and I listened to them a lot of years because they're also a very fantastic band and like, super nice people. Um, but he got he wasn't the original drummer. It was Oban Beck, who's playing with Mustache right now. And uh, also with uh, Jonah and Eric on this new yep. project. Um, yes. But the drummer joined Eclipse, and I was like, I just met him. It's like, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> no, no, I play with Eclipse now. I was like, what? Okay. 
So we started talking and whenever we meet, it's like, it was like a big hug and how you're doing and talk some drums and stuff like that. But is, is there competition? Is there a competitive spirit between the bands? I mean, you guys all kind of, it seems like take turns releasing high quality albums. I mean, Heat's album, Heat, uh, Heat 3 or 2, 3? Two. From, 2 from 2020 was mm. absolutely unreal. Uh, mm. You know, this, And this comes off the heels of you guys releasing Forever Wild, which I was... So, and then Eclipse releases something, and then you've got this band called Nestor that I'd never even heard of, and yeah. <laughs> they're on. I think they're on your guys' label too on on Frontiers. They're a tremendous. So there is a lot of that. It, it, it seems like at some point America would more embrace you guys or these bands, and it, it just seems to be. I, I don't know if it's just the airplay, the promotion that just doesn't somehow get here. Everybody that I show a Crazy Licks album, they just can't believe it, and they are all fans of you know, cultivated several crazy looks fans just by showing them, you know, a, a video here or there, but mm. man, there's so many great bands in Sweden. And I feel like America, as you guys address on the new album, mm. uh, street lethal, <laughs> that maybe America is dropping the ball a little bit when it comes to hard rock music. That's what the song and, and uh, video Anthem for America is about. Yeah. Tremendous video too. And the song is great. And he said, somebody pulled the plug around 1993 and Joel, I agree with you guys. <laughs> You you gotta save us, save America, crazy list. <laughs> <laughs> Was that all the slogan? Make uh, rock great again. Exactly. <laughs> that that saying would be met with a lot of uh, d you know divisiveness here in America, of course. <laughs> yeah, we got that on the video as well. I mean, there's uh, if you watch down from America video, um, one section of the comments is like 120 different <laughs> replies to that, and they're discussing everything and. I remember we did one song from Forever Wild and somebody said, oh, this should be the, like the theme song for Trump's uh, presidential campaign. And what? oh, he, he got tortured on the online. And we were just sitting there going, we're not living in America. We don't care about yeah, politics. It's not exactly. about politics. It's yes. just about the music. And I don't know. I mean, I do follow a couple of American bands, but it seems to me that most American bands I mean, I don't know if it's just the distance that I can't find it, or but it seems to me that the American bands, the younger bands, usually are more into heavier stuff like Lamb of God and uh, this deathcore music that I, I'm too old to understand it. I can't understand that music, but I, what I've seen is quite large. And many of the younger bands started playing more melodic metal and death metal and stuff like that. I haven't heard a band coming out like Nestor or Heat or something like that from America. And I'm, I'm not sure if it's just because I can't find it, and there is, but somehow it feels like, and I don't want to generalize in any way here, but it seems like Americans figure, okay, I love this band in the 80s, so they go to and fill an arena with Motley Crue, they go fill an arena with Death Leopard, they fill an arena with Ozzy Osbourne, but that's, it's, it, it seems like nobody's taking the mantle from those bands in America. Yeah. I mean, Mother Cruel had once already uh, called it quits. That didn't last very long. Ozzy Osbourne is, if he makes it this year out, I'm, I will be really impressed. But, I mean, he can't live forever. He can't tour forever, even if he, he doesn't die. I mean, he will not be able to tour. And uh, right. Kiss the same thing. They're doing their final shows uh, I mean, it's like 3,000 of them, but still, it's the final shows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, I, but I mean, all those bands are going to quit someday. And I don't know what band in America 
will pick up that mantle. I don't either. I think you're right. And and I can't find it either if there is such a thing. And, but if, for, here in America, currently what's being embraced is more a kind of classic rock sounding bands like Greta Van Fleet, Dirty mm. Honey that are more, more blues based, I guess. So I, I don't know. And it, it's, it's, I, that's why I love the, the song Anthem for America and the, and the video is so great. And I hope every you guys did three videos so far for the al for the album and they're all tremendous. I hope everybody goes and checks them out. No, so, we only did two. Uh, you did reach out and, uh, no, reach out is in the video. It's just it's like a single. lyric video. It's, Re oh, okay. Uh, maybe just lyric video, but okay. uh, it's a, like a formal video with us and, doing and our thing. Yeah, yeah. Are, are you gonna? Would you? Are you planning on doing any more, or is that kind of it? No, I don't think so. I mean, uh, video. Uh, I can't. I can't say never. I mean, if this Corona thing breaks out again, as we heard right now, there's a new mutation coming out, and all of our shows get canceled for 2022. I mean, we might we might as well do a video for that, but. Uh, usually our videos are more in line with a release of an album. Sure. Uh, usually when you make an album, when you make a video for an album, that's, I mean, you know, today everything goes so fast. An album is new for a week and then yes. you move on because there's so many releases. So I wouldn't say a video would be in the, in the making. I would be very surprised in that case. Yeah. We would rather concentrate on going out and play live. I, and I hope that that's the, that can happen that there's no further interruptions and that you guys are able to uh, continued success because this album deserves, you know, it deserves the recognition and mm -hmm. I, I, I can't put it over enough. So I hope everybody will go to the website, crazylex.com. You can get all the social medias and you can become a patron for as little as like a dollar a month. You can become a patron mm -hmm. for crazy Lex and you get all the, a lot of really cool posts, insights, videos, things like that. I think you guys just signed a bunch of, signed a bunch of albums for your patrons to send out and I can't wait to get mine. You probably just signed one for me, buddy. Can't wait to get it. We did. That's so cool. <laughs> and it's, and it's, you feel like you're, cause I'll tell you this, like I I'm such a music fan and all the bands you talked about kiss Motley Crue. I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of them, of them all. I had tickets for the kiss Vegas residency residency. It got canceled, but there's, mm -hmm. if ever there was a band that I felt like was created for me, it's, it's crazy list. It, it encompasses so many things that I love. I have a Jason tattoo on my chest. So you, you guys did a song for a Friday the 13th video game. It's like, it's just like you guys were almost created for me to enjoy. That's how I feel. And that's when you get people like that and fans that em embrace a band like that, it's a very powerful thing. So hopefully continued success on that, my friend. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Joel, I can't thank you enough for being a part of on the road to rock. This is such an exciting thing. We're trying to get wrestle up some more members. Danny's hard to get a hold of. He'll like, you know he, he's he's just everywhere, man. He's harder to get a hold of. So I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to keep it rolling with the with with the good crazy licks promotion going forward. But continued success. Hope everything goes great, and hopefully these shows all go off without a hitch, man. And uh, excited for Monsters of Rock Cruise and everything going forward. So thank you so much for joining thank us from you. all the way in Sweden. It's almost bedtime, I know, out there. You guys are like eight hours ahead of us. So no, it's, <laughs> it's like eight thirty p.m. here. So it's not. I'm not that old. Well, you said you got kids now so you're you don't last too much longer than 8 30. yeah no i don't i mean in an hour i'm pretty much dead but right. the kids are asleep now at least oh perfect so you know you get a little little you time well that's great well thank you so much for being a part of the show continued success and we'll catch up soon my friend thank you very much man thank hope you. to see you in the morning you betcha all right have a good one you too